welcome to Do Not Listen to This Podcast. Uh, to get information on the pad- podcast, go to do not listen to this podcast.com. Thank you to everybody supporting the podcast. Half of the donations go to feed stray cats and dogs, and the rest goes to cover the cost of the podcast. I have a, a personal friend and a great guest today. Why don't you introduce yourself? This is Rod Roddy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you remember Rod Roddy? I do. I'm not, I'm not introducing myself. My name is Zach Messler, and I help people know what to say and how to say it so they create a bigger impact on their on the world and their wallets and zach is a great guy he came when we were filming the bobby the bear film in vegas so i got to spend some time with him i highly recommend him if you're looking for somebody to do messaging and stuff so uh, you know he's got he's got my stamp of approval he's he's a good dude and if you're not if you're not connected with him in various social media outlets definitely get into that thing so you know, this set this year has been mostly about connecting things to the pandemic, the impact pandemic has had on businesses or, or people. And the reason I wanted to have you on was I wanted to talk, talk about messaging. And I wanted to go over, you know, some of the mistakes you saw people make um, with the pandemic itself in their messaging and some of the things you saw them do right. And maybe we can give some good tips for people that are challenged with how do they, what, what message do they get out now and how do they do that? So. Sure. Sure. So there's one statement that you still see to this day. Okay. That is just such a massive, massive mistake. Okay. And, and it wasn't for like the first person who used it, the right. first person, which right. is in these crazy times. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. In these that is a really, yeah. And yeah. <laughs> You know, or and and that can be in a marketing message. That right. can be in an email. That that could be mm-hmm. in a cold email or a cold intro or a comment. It's just or a comment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, come on, it's lazy. It's lazy, and come yeah. on. it's it's an inauthentic attempt to connect. Yeah, talk about that inauthentic way to connect, because I think that is really the biggest mistake I see with people. I. I I think people are confused about what authenticity is and what it isn't. And I think a lot of these, I think a lot of these words get thrown around and people think they have the definition of it, but they really don't. So jump in on that. I I think uh, authentic is one of those buzzwords. Now it's become one of those buzzwords that drives me up a wall, but uh, authentic is being your true self and having, being, being straight. You know, right. being straight, straightforward, you know, it's, it's, it's inauthentic. It's that it's, these are crazy times. Oh, in these crazy times, how are you, how are you addressing right. whatever? It's inauthentic because you don't really care. That's right. I, like, you don't really care. It, it's people that start that way are either, I find it's either taking a lazy approach mm-hmm. or, or they're looking to sell instead of serve. And yeah, if there's and one thing that I've learned, so let me just get this one point yeah, in. Yeah, no, get it in. If there's, if, there's, if there's one thing that I've learned through the pandemic, it's service before sales. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, we, we started doing, you know, people over profits and got pushback on that. And I thought, well, this is really funny. I thought, wow. I, well, yeah, I mean, early, I knew early on because I was in a part of the world where it was happening earlier I knew what was going to happen, right? 
And so I went on and, and, I, and I knew that it was going to be inappropriate to do kind of traditional sales lead generation and that kind of stuff in social media messages, not, not in offline, but in social media because of what was going to happen. And so I did a post early on, maybe February, that said, look, don't do any marketing or sales for the next 45 days. Well, you would have thought the devil had come on to, <laughs> I was attacked on so many levels. And that's when I knew I was onto something, right? Because people- Well, the service becomes your marketing. The yeah. service becomes, you know, sales, if you're chasing sales, if you're chasing profits, then you're missing the point. Right. It's profit and sales are the marker. It's a marker of success. It means you're doing something right. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I'm going to talk with this about a couple with this very topic I'm about to introduce with you with a couple other people, but I want to get your take on it. I think people don't understand that there is a big difference between a marketing message, a sales message, a public relations message, a casual message, a form. There's a big totally. difference between totally, them. totally. Well, it's, I talk about, so I always talk about the three types of messages, but there are way more than these sure. three, Sure. you know, cause you, I mean, you just brought a marketing message, which is truly different than a sales, right. a sales message, but it's, there's, I talk about the brand message. Uh -huh. It might be your marketing message. So that's sure. pie in the sky. That's the things you stand for. That's right. the, the high level stuff. You have a product message. The mm -hmm. product message is about the offering. Yeah. And sometimes it's not. Sometimes, you know, I'll, I'll say the first rule of, my first rule of product messaging is you don't talk about the product. Right. It doesn't mean it's not a product it's, message. Expand, that's a big thing. That's a really gold nugget. I don't want to brush over that. I want you to expand on that because I think this is, a, a big thing that people miss. Sure. So I'm going to get into strategic product marketing. Ab I love absolutely. this stuff. Oh, it's so fun. So when you think of how people buy and in product marketing, they call it the buyer journey. Mm -hmm. You know, you think of how people buy that path to purchase. Mm -hmm. It starts out with really two types of questions to answer. Right. Maybe three, but really two. Why change? Mm -hmm. Why, why should I change from what I'm doing today? Why should mm -hmm. I change where I am today? At, why us? And some would say why now, but that that's more of a sales message, mm -hmm. but why us? Why us is why, why is this offering that we offer right. better than anything else out there, including doing nothing? Yeah. So why change and why us? And so when, when you're, you're looking at how people buy, you, it's important to have product messages for, of course, why us? That makes total sense. A product message is about the product, about why right. us. But it's important to have a product message for why change as well. Uh, and yeah. if, you're talking, if you're talking about your product in the same terms, when someone is in a why us frame of, or excuse me, a why change frame of mind. That's right. Then you're, you're noise and you're annoying. And that's why I say the first rule of product messaging is you don't talk about your, pro your product. You do, you yeah. do talk about your product. Yeah, it's like except fight. you do it in a way. Yeah, it is like Fight Club. It's like, it is like Fight Club. And, and it is very schizophrenic to draw the Fight Club analogy. This is what people don't understand is that you know, and you're, you're spot on. If people are in the 
well, gee, I don't know phase. Um, that could take days for some people. It could take hours for some people. But for some people, it could take months and years. You know? For sure. And so for some you, people, it may not happen at all. Yeah. That, well, there's plenty of those people that love that. Like, I would really love to buy a Ferrari, but, um, you know, am I going to go do that? You know, it's like, well, why don't you just rent one for a day? That'll cost you a couple hundred bucks and you'll see if you want the car, you know, it, like <laughs> getting people to understand <laughs> there are some, you don't have to buy the Ferrari. You can rent it for a freaking day goofballs it's so funny when i was a kid i loved uh the lamborghini like uh -huh. everybody loved the lamborghini countach i'm gonna show my mm -hmm. my age here but mm -hmm. but i i used to get all these car magazines and i know oh, i wanted one of these cars and then i read that that car is a beast to drive like it's just so difficult to drive the clutch yep. is so rough and like oh my goodness yeah no, it's, it's funny. I mean, it's you, you're absolutely right. Too many people, too many people on messaging think that they're in a conversation that they're not in. That's true. That you know, golden nugget right there. That's yeah. a gold nugget. Because That's true. The thing that turned me off the most when the pandemic started was the people, especially the social media people that just couldn't get off of their their Ponzi scheme, like, share, follow me, tag a person, bullshit message that had been going on for, you know, like a bad multi-level marketing scheme, for, for, you know, and it's like, people are dying and you are more worried about growing your network. I don't ever want to do business with you. So this was, this was my, the other mistake, the other wrong that right. I was going to mention, which is, you make it all about yourself. Yeah. And I mean, that shouldn't have been the case before anyway, mm -hmm. but it's magnified during the pandemic. It's been magnified. Yeah. No, I think that's, I think that's, I think that's fantastic. Um, what about some of the good things you saw? What, what did you see people do well? Audience first. Yeah. Audience first. Yeah. You know, putting, putting aside the, the, Thoughts about well, people that are effectively doing product messaging, sure, without talking about their product. Yeah, I think that's that's I think talking that's about that's yeah, that's talking about the the challenges that their product might address. Right. That's talking about solutions to challenges. Right. That that may may involve your offering your product. Right may not, but that are, that are high enough level that someone can actually do something with it. Yeah. I think what I think happened for some of the people, I, I, I saw some of the people that had been doing a shotgun approach, you know, kind of like just throwing everything up against the wall. I saw them get a little bit more fine tuned, which I thought was good. Yeah, I think that's true. That's true too. And then I saw some fine tuned people that did very, very well fine-tuned messages, understand oh, it's time for me to kind of do a shotgun approach. I may need to, you know, I, I think that's the mistake people, another mistake people make is they don't understand is a lot of the choices you make in messaging is situational. Well, for sure. You know, when, for when, sure. The, when the market changes, you got to change your message. That, well, that's right. Well, it depends on the message. Yeah. It depends on the message, but yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah.
For sure. I mean, that's a mistake. This isn't a pandemic related thing, but that's a mistake that I see all the time. You you know, you have people who have a brand message and they're changing that brand message all the time. That's a massive mistake. That's a big mistake. But your but your sales message should you should be constantly adapted until you get something right. It's like, you know, it reminds me of of playing one and one one on one basketball. I'm Mm -hmm. a terrible basketball player. I'm Tall. I'm six four. Right. Everybody, I was the kid that everybody would always I'd go to the playground. I'd always get picked first, and then we'd start the game, and and I'd be like, "What the hell?" <laughs> so, but but I was really good at one on one because right. I had one move. I had one move, and nobody could stop it. Could do it. And so I had that one move, and I just right. never, I never adapted because I didn't have to. And it's the same thing with a sales message. If you have a sales message that works, right. you keep at it. What? And when it doesn't work, you you shift it. But that brand message should, shouldn't should change once you find it. What got you into, well, first tell people what you do. And then also what got you in, how, how did you start into it? How, how did it? what was the birthing of the idea? Oh, sure. So I, I'm, I'm a product marketer by trade. I like to call myself a product marketing advisor but I'm focused in on messaging and positioning. And so I, I help founders and their teams know what to say and how to say it. So it's, it's product messaging, it's sales messaging, it's brand and, messaging. And what was the first, sort of what thing. was the first job that you did where you got into that? Like, how did that, how did that become a thing? Trade show guy. I was a trade show guy for GE. Um, I was a trade show guy for an arm of GE. And that started out being just logistics and everything, just right. setting stuff up, going city to city. Right. And then after, after a little while, I got a promotion and now I'm responsible for everything on uh-huh. the show. So I'm responsible for the booth and the messaging in the booth and the signage. I'm responsible for and the lead gen to get people working, in. Working um, yep. I'm accountable to train the sales team that's coming to the city or is in the city. How do we train them so that they know what to say, how to right. say it at the booth? Right. You know, and I'm accountable for the numbers, for the leads, for, right. okay, how many leads, what's our target for the show? Right. Uh, where, where, who are the leads that were the, the accounts that we're going after that we know are going to be here or how are we going to invite them? That sort of thing. Right. That was the first, really the first place. That's very cool. That's probably that's probably not even true. That's the first place in tech. But I I also um, I guess the first place was. I bet you did it as a kid. I bet you did it as a kid doing something. I mean, my first um, my first business was a lemonade stand. Hmm. Um, my second business, which was very successful, was forging hall passes in junior high school. Yeah. And getting five bucks because <laughs> I I had a whole packet of. And I could sign it. It was a good little, it was an illegal business, but it was a good little, at five bucks in the seventies was not a. No, that's not a small number. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, I was, um, my first job out of school, I worked for the Audubon Society and I, I assisted on, I was the assistant coordinator for compost, a composting program, municipal composting. And then I got my own show, basically. I got my, my own program right. in East Hampton, New York. And right. I, so I was the king of shit. I was the, the king great. of shit of That's East Hampton. Great. And 
And that was all public education sure. and messaging. I didn't know it at the time. Right. That was all right. public education and messaging. No, you're really good I'm at posting I mean, back then had it's just had such a negative connotation that like I say king of shit because that's right. what everybody thought it was. It's far from that. But. You're really good at it. I mean, you, you know, in the way you write and in the way you connect with people and all that stuff. You it's 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 intuitive to you. I mean, I, I, I think I think some people are just really good at it and some people are just not. And the people that are not have to hire somebody like you to do it. Um, let's talk about 2021 because it's not that far off. What do you think people need to pay attention to? What If they were doing an inventory of their messaging message today, getting ready for 2021, what should they be paying attention to? Their audience. How, how well do you know your audience? Really, how well do you know your audience? Expand on not that. Not these cursory. Ex yeah, so, so not the cursory. If people think they're doing audience well, if they have maybe they they do the buyer personas maybe they don't maybe they maybe they just have talked to like you know a dozen people or something and they they think oh i know my audience right audience research never stops that's right it, it can't never stop because your audience is constantly evolving you're and, right and you're, so you're right and i want to add in on that what uh, what people forget is that the better you know your customer base the easier it is to identify the customers that are not good for you that need to be purged from that customer base. A lot of people oh, keep yes. bad customers um, because they don't know their customer base well. For sure. I, for I sure. Or, or maybe that customer base should, well, we're saying the same thing here a little bit, but should change or maybe, maybe with what you're offering, the way that you're messaging you're attracting the wrong type of audience, but you're yeah. bringing them on as customers because they, they've responded. Well, that's right. And everybody forgets that customers have a life cycle that they're in charge of, not you. And that's really important for people to understand. That well, right there. I want to dig in on that. You're yeah. not in charge. You're not yeah. in charge. The, the audience, your audience is the customer is in charge of the interaction yeah. and at the very least, the customer needs to, and I, I, I got to rail on that word, but the customer no, needs to, to feel. No, I'm kidding. I did. I did. But I did. And okay. I mean it. See, and I mean it. But, but no, no, no. But I mean it. But it's, appropriate. it's situationally, it's yes, fine. Exactly. Situation. Well, I'll come back to that. Sure. The, the, the customer needs to feel, if they're going to be a customer, That's right. they need to feel like they are in control of the sales cycle regardless yeah. of whether they they are or they're not but That's that right. goes back that goes back to you talked about this with Doug mm. Doug Thompson mm -hmm. you talked about this with Doug he brought up uh, he brought this up that that he's a sales guy of course right. from Microsoft right the T stands for Thompson yeah you like that yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was fun. that was really funny Good. so hi Doug how you doing so so one of the things that that he said was, as a sales guy, he doesn't bring information to people right. anymore. That's it's right. about the relationship because that customer is in charge, that customer's in control yeah. and they have access to all of the information that they could possibly want or need. Yeah. They can easily find that. Yeah, that's right. And, and where sellers haven't caught up completely, right. many have, right. many have, but where they haven't completely, especially entrepreneurs that are, really kind of new and right. 
or founders that are don't come out of marketing and sales. Right. They think they know how things are supposed to be. That's why in tech you see so much messaging that's chest beady. Sure. Look at us. You know why us messages instead of why change messages. Right. Anyway, I I went on a tangent and now no, I'm like no, it's a good it's a, it's a good tangent. I mean it's a good tangent. I mean I think I think that what people I think people think that this stuff is not important and it's critical. I mean, when we take on a new consulting client, the first thing we ask them is how many customers, how much money do you need to make next year? How many customers do you need to make that? And what, what do you got to charge? It's so basic, but they don't know the answers to those things. And those tend to be the first, analysis things we do, right? Um, they don't even know what their average customer uh, revenue is, let alone the life cycle of the customer. And, that, and if you don't know that data, well, then you're, you're, you could be messaging to the wrong people. You know, some people that's only right. need two customers. That's, well, that's right. <laughs> that's right. It's like, it's like, you just need to, and if you already have your two, then you're in, you're in, in profit mode. So it's, it's the same thing in messaging. Fundamentals are really what it's all about. You know, I, it's funny because I talk about clarity of message a lot uh, and getting clear with your message. I mean, I believe there are three core attributes of effective business communications. They have to be clear, they have to be compelling, and they have to be convincing. But of those three, that clear part is by far the most important, I believe, the I most add, important. Off the, off the top of my head, I could add a fourth one for you there. Oh, yeah? Oh, that's a C, cash creating. Oh, that's a good one. You can I, uh, Cash creating, that could be in convincing. That yeah. could fall in convincing. Yeah, I mean, because if it's- you, not, you get concise. Somebody said to me concise before. Concise is part of clear. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, if pe- a, lot of pe- a lot of people forget you're trying to message to uh, build a business. Yeah. Oh, like Maybe. you said on, on LinkedIn, the, the, the call to action. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's another C. There's yeah. another C. I think people misunderstand call to action too. Call to action doesn't mean that you're necessarily selling anything no. from, a, from a traditional standpoint. Absolutely but, right. But you're, you're selling something with every post that you make. You're I'll- selling you're selling an idea. And if you want someone to do something, if you don't, if you don't want someone to do anything, you don't care, you're just throwing something out there, great, wonderful. But if you want your audience to take any type of action, no matter what it is, you need a call to action. Yeah, and I think it gets thrown around so much, right? And people think, people feel guilty for not knowing what it is, you you uh, you know, oh, have you got your CTA right? It's like, well, who cares about your CTA? The real question is, do you know what steps there are from zero customer to paying customer, right? And is your call yeah. to action starting at that first step? Yes. Right? So, yeah. I mean, one of the things we always try to do is, like, I, the way I judge the success or failure of any kind of social media posts for myself or for clients is... Did it generate one new solid potential relationship? Then if it did that, it succeeded, 
-hmm. You know, so if you do 10 posts in a day and you develop 10 new relationships, well, that's 10 new opportunities. And, you know, you're, you're not at the sales part of the process yet. That's you know, where the, the whole social media vanity metrics kind of fall flat because they absolutely. don't matter. They don't well, matter at all. I mean, I've, I've gotten business from posts on LinkedIn, uh, you know, things that I can point back to a post right. where posts might've gotten 200 views and three people liked, who cares? We always tell people, look, if you're not making sales in a post that does 10 views or a hundred views or a thousand views, you're not magically going to make those sales with 10,000 or a million views. As a matter of fact, as your views go up, your sales go down. Um, because um, a lot of those people that are interacting are not buyers. That's right. You know, well, that's and, right. And you can't, you know, I have never been able to walk into a grocery store and at the checkout counter, uh, you know, when they ask for payment, I've never been able to present my LinkedIn post that did 100,000 views as any form of payment. You know what I'm saying? I got a pack of gum once trying that out. Well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> so, for, so for 2021, what do you think is going to happen from a marketing standpoint? Oh, that's a good question. That's a really good question. I don't know. I don't that's know. A great I, answer. I don't... That's the best <laughs> answer, right? So <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. I but that's I, the answer. Look, that's the answer. That's the whole great thing. Yeah. I knew I knew you were going to get the right answer. That's why I put you on the spot. Um, yeah, I, I, I we no don't idea. know. We don't know. I have no idea. But what I do know, and I'm going to bring it back because I didn't finish a, a statement okay. before. What I do know is whether it's messaging, whether it's posting on LinkedIn, whether it's understanding your business, the number one thing that can help anyone prepare for 2021 is going back to fundamentals. Yeah. I, I think that yeah. keeping it simple. I think that, yeah, most, most people, especially in business think that things have to be complex and they don't at all. That's right. Well, what would be the overall message you would like people to get out of this episode that, that made it all the way to here? You know, it's funny. I was going to say, we were talking before we started hit and record and I yep. knew this question was coming I always and tell everything. People this and I wrote down some notes and, and I was going to say audience first. Right. I was going to say, keep your audience top of mind, put your audience first. And, and it you're all not starts the, and, and ends with audience. And you're not the audience. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. right. You're not the audience. Yeah. I, back. I, so I spent 20 years in product marketing for B2B right. tech and during those 20 years, I, I had a lot of good ideas, if I do say so myself. I bet. But they, they, all, they all focused on audience. They all, you know, when I'm going to market with a message, if I'm doing, working on a, a lead gen campaign, for example, right. and I've come up with something, it is because I put in the research, I understand the audience, I understand their desires, I understand their, their angst, I understand their their annoyances and aggravations, the things that really get under their skin. I right. get it. Right. And I put something together. And invariably, a senior exec would take a look at it in the approval process when I was at a bigger company right. um, and say, well, I wouldn't buy that. 
And I always say the same thing, which is your opinions, your opinions, interesting. Exactly. When are you, when, so, so can we sign right. you up? Right. right. <laughs> you know? That's fine. Exactly. So that's what you it's were going to, that was, that was the answer you were going to, you were going to have. I was going to say audience first, but based on our conversation, uh, back to basics. Yeah. That's the message. I think it's a great Don't message. be afraid. Don't be afraid to go back to basics. So when I was before, I was talking about clarity and the importance of a clear message. To get to a clear message, I answer three questions. That's it. It's answering three questions. When I'm thinking about my offering, what is it? Mm-hmm. What does it do? Mm-hmm. And why does it matter to my target audience? And that right. why does it matter may change. Right. What it is and what it does may change too. Right. What it is probably won't change, but people have a hard time answering, especially those first two questions. That's, they that's have a hard time because they're so simple. Yeah. They, they overthink it and overcomplicate things. That's right. Back to basics. Right. I think that's great. Well, thanks for coming on the show. I loved it. You're awesome. Thanks. You're awesome too.